Welcome to Heroes Asylum Movie Reviews. I am Kane. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And on the other side of the equator, I'll, I'll keep saying it till I die, is my buddy Mike. Good evening, sir. Evening and welcome to the Matrix. Welcome to the Animatrix. That's right. Yeah. Welcome. We're in the Matrix. It is December, so you know what that means. It's the last month of the year, and it's Matrix Month. So, yes, we're doing everything Matrix. Reviews, yep. watch alongs. Good stuff, but um, yeah. Last last week we did the Matrix, so this week we're, we decided to do. Well, we I, I kind of caught an audible today. We, we were like, I was trying to remember which order they went, and I was like, I think Animatrix goes before Reload because a lot of what happens here kind of kind of explains what happens in Reload. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of sucked for like if you didn't grab Animatrix, you wouldn't get some of that. And I I believe this was even released post Reload, so it like it, it answered things later on it should have been released like after the first matrix though but they didn't you know 2020 hindsight i mean they didn't they didn't know they didn't know it was gonna get as big as it did and uh, we're celebrating because in this month at the uh we're gonna have revolutions no uh reloaded no what's resurrection uh, resurrection. resurrection yeah it's an r i knew it was an r <laughs> well they're all r's except for this one revolution resurrection you know rebirth i'm just waiting for rebirth to happen that'll be the next one maybe maybe, maybe. They're they're talking the new ones that they're saying it's not a it's not a sequel it's not a reimagining yeah it is it's the whole yeah, concept sure. behind the Matrix is is a constant reimagining of itself it's explained and reload you know when we get to that point it's explained and reload it's a consistent reimagining over and over and over again for decades yeah it's, I want to see how they explain bringing Neo back but yeah. Uh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're here at the Animatrix. So normally what we do is Mike starts it off with a synopsis. We just talk in between and uh, you guys listen. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, Mike. yeah, we're going to drop down to the, what's it called? The, I mean, the Animatrix. They refer to it as an adult animated science fiction anthology. So the, the fact it's adult animation, because you got to realize, man, this is 2003. Wasn't a lot of real, like, what they would title adult animation. We had Adult Swim at the time, but it there wasn't such a big product and a big placement for it like it is now. There is a lot of. I mean, you look think think you know we're talking almost two decades ago. This movie came out, and um, there wasn't that that market for it. I mean, there was that market for it, but the the marketplace wasn't in existence yet. You know, we, no, yeah, no. yes, in the anime world, in the manga world. That was there, but th- those worlds weren't really readily available to a lot of folks. They weren't as popular too, unless you were in that industry or in that world, and you could find them. But I, I got to say, I think our our kids' generation is what did it for us. I mean, uh, uh, my I my son and, and your daughters. I mean, they were a few years off, uh, probably about like five years di- age difference. But I think they really pushed the manga into the pop culture more than our generation did. I would agree because uh, a lot of times when she would come over to visit, she would just pop on some manga. It'll be mo- mostly manga, soap operas, like whatever. But still, it, like it's readily available, and she's wa- re- you know she's watching that and she's reading some of the mangas too. So I was like, oh, okay. So now it's readily available. Now it's easy. To, it's easy to access. Or before you could find it, but you really had to dig dig deep to find it. So yeah, you, yeah had, to, you had to get those. Um, uh, you had to had to hit those uh, those little those sub markets. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you think back in like back in the days oh, of wrestling, right. back back think back eighties and nineties to discover like wrestling, you had to share tapes, and that's almost kind of borderline what the manga crowd was when we were growing up. It was there, but unless it was Voltron or Robotech, those weren't big. Yeah, you know, those weren't really big ones. You know, those were big ones, but the others weren't. And you had to share tapes with your friends and order them from overseas. 
or, or go to rent them in your, in your in your video stores like you used to. That's what I or I like the, some of the wrestling stuff you talked about. Some of the Starcades I had never seen. I think it was the first one. Oh, it was, was it Flair for the Gold? It might have been Flair for the Gold. I had never seen that one because they never broadcast. They said it was like pay per view, but you know you never get it back in those days. It was hard to get, hard to get. And the first time I found it was at a video store, a tape collecting. I was like, "Oh shit, there it is!" And I watched it. So, yeah, I would know. usually, I'd usually find that stuff at the flea market. That's where I would get a lot of those, especially uh, for bands. Yeah, bands especially. And then later on, you had the import CDs and all that good stuff. But yeah. uh, that's another podcast. So, uh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, this uh, this movie is it's based off of three short stories, four of which were uh, written by the Wachowski brothers at the time. Now the Wachowski sisters. Uh, but yeah, four of the short stories were written by them. The other five were written and directed by other folks. Cause a few of them don't really do a direct tie in. You know, some of them are just a story about the matrix or around the matrix and, and, you know, kind of explaining how the world was created, but others tie directly into the movie. So, you know, they tie directly into some of the, um, uh, some of the characters. Yeah, the characters. I think you see, like Neo and Trinity are in this. Mm-hmm. Not for they're, they're basically just make little cameos, but yeah. they're in it just to tie him into that bigger world. I think one of the um, one of the short stories is called the Kid Story, and yeah. it's about a kid who basically is he thinks he's communicating with Neo. Um, the phone keeps ringing in the classroom over and over again. They say he's a bad kid, and then you find out he jumps off the window. Apparently kills himself. They go to his funeral, wham, wham, wham. But then he wakes up and it's like, oh, it was, you know, some of Trinity says, like, he's the first one to sustain himself. And then Neo looks at him and he's like, you save me. He's like, no, kid, you save yourself. I right. was like, oh. And again, that's a direct tie-in because that kid is the kid that we see in the Reload. When they come back, yeah. go to Zion, that's the same one. And he even makes it common again yeah, in the movie. He's like, no, kid, I didn't save you. You saved yourself. So, yeah, that's, yeah. again, one of those tie-ins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kid, the kid is probably one of, one of my favorite ones out of these. Again, like you just d- described, you know, that he's he, he's in school, he's starting to hear things, see things, and, you know, he basically is, like, realizing that something's wrong with the world, and that's, you know, he breaks himself out. Uh, the other one I really enjoyed from this one uh, was the flight of, uh, the, the final flight of the Osiris. Again, we talk about the Osiris at the very beginning of Reload when everybody it meets up. You know, and they're having that meeting about it, and um, and we see, you know, we hear about what's going on with the Osiris, uh, and we hear about Captain Thaddeus and and Jew, uh, and Captain Thaddeus is a voice by, you know, by the ever popular and awesome uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. That was a good one. I actually like the one after it, the two parter, which is the um, the Secret Renaissance Part One, which to me gives the which you know when the when the Matrix came out, didn't really have an idea what kind of film it was, where it was going. This one to me actually gives the origin of what the Matrix is and how it started, like the trial of the robot, what happened, like it was tried for murder, and then like you know the U.S. got involved, black in the skies, and it was, it was very, very Terminator esque. But like I love that story, man. Like they just to me they just explained everything and literally what would you say what twenty twenty five minutes? I think yeah, because this because it was a one, part one and part two, so it, this yeah. one took up you know at least two of the stories. Uh, I definitely. Um, very uh i know where they got the 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 um the kind of the source material of it was from asimov from irobot i mean if you've ever seen oh, I, yeah. the, the will smith irobot they talk about the the you know this ai getting intelligence and becoming self-aware and mm-hmm. then it beginning and it's just forming its own group of other robots you know when you when you read asimov you know it, the the irobot came out way back in the 60s 
So they were definitely influenced by by that. I guess when you look at the movie with Will Smith, yeah, you're going to see the comparison. But obviously, that movie came out way later. Yeah, a little bit later on. But yeah, where where they show the yeah they show like what you like you were talking about there. They literally have this this uh, this courtroom scene about you know what is is this a sentient being? And it's one of those stories that. You hear and you see all the time in science fiction. It's been I think, told so many times. I think probably the biggest one would be uh, like with Star Trek and Data. I mean that that story is just constantly flowing through. Even the even the uh, to the point where that storyline is what the basis of Picard was. Mm. Season one, yep. Yeah, season one of Picard was about the rights of sentient beings. Are they truly sentient beings? And you know, and then they force him to make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad decisions. Uh, let's see. see. The next one was program. Uh, follows the program of the program follows protagonist size, who is engaged in her favorite training si- uh, simulation, a battle program to, uh, in feudal Japan, which is just amazing. You talk about some of the- what a badass action scenes yeah. they have. Oh man! And then you find out what the story is about. Like you think, like at the beginning, and then you find out during the fight when she's fighting the samurai. Like, hey man, no, I got a way out. We can get out of here. And like, what? I thought it was a training session, and it breaks down from there, and then. You know that fight is just oh so awesome, so awesome, and in the, in the anime, I mean the animatrix, the animation styles is just breathtaking. And um, after that, you know, you find out that the whole thing, even what she went through, I think she, I think it was her boyfriend she was fighting or her brother, I'm not sure who it was. They never said, but she wakes up, and a guy looks at her, is like, yeah, you did a good job, high scores and everything. And she was like, what? Is this a test? She's like, yeah. And then she just fucking clocks him. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, and the character size is actually, we don't see her until uh, The Matrix Revisited. You know, she's mm-hmm. somebody that, you know, we don't actually get a chance to see till much later. Uh, and then, uh, like, we were when we were talking about the, um, the, you know, the first story that we had, we were talking about Flight of the Osiris uh, and, and that story that was in there. That actually is one of the ones that led into The Matrix uh, Enter the Matrix video game. I don't know if you ever got into Enter the no, Matrix. No, I, I never played it. No, I never. That played was great because it was sort of a prologue. Like this was sort of a prologue to Enter the Matrix. Enter the Matrix was sort of a prologue into the actual movies themselves. Uh, yeah, I think I've talked to you guys about it before. Was the there was a video game? Uh, I think it was PS2, The Godfather. I know there's a couple of Godfather video games out there right now, but no, this is for The Godfather. And what you played is a character that did things behind the scenes in the movie. Like you were the one that put the gun in the bathroom for Michael to find to yeah, shoot the yeah, police officer. Talking. So yeah. And then you were the one that you were the driver for when, uh, for when, um, the Don got out of the hospital and you had to drive him home. Like you did a lot of these behind the scenes that nobody saw you do. You were the one that drove Michael from, from the shooting to the, to the airport to get him out of town. So, uh, so the, they enter the matrix is sort of in the, in the same vein that you would see things that were happening behind the scenes that you didn't know but you knew what you were doing in the game was going to make a you know important decision down the road Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah clearly that's one of the things that's the scarface game did not do (laughs) which was it actually it does take place after scarface which they still haven't explained how he survived you know those three thousand bullets but hey it's okay it's just a couple bullets (laughs) push it off (laughs) cocaine man it's got cocaine Uh, what do we got next? We got the next one I had was uh, the the world record or world record. It was the beginning of a, a short includes a narration from the instructor implying that this is sort of a uh, a Zion archive file. And it's basically explaining the details behind the discovery of the Matrix by the plugged in humans. And it, it sort of, you know, explains that. And uh, 
it shows a story of uh, like a track and field runner from the Olympic Games. Uh, and explains, you know, they, that there's agents in the stadium. So not a lot of, nobody big on this one. Like in the last couple of a voiceover ones, we've had Joe DiMaggio or John DiMaggio, you know, again, another top huge, you know, voiceover actress. Uh, you had, um, Heidi, uh, Burness, or Burress, sorry. Uh, she's done fan, uh, Fantasy X and, uh, Foxfire. She's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, but yeah, there's been a lot of ones, but that one was like, didn't real recognize anybody from it. No, neither did I. I didn't like the mostly voice actors that you would say, but yeah, I didn't recognize too many people from there. It was the other ones that I did. And that wasn't really one of my favorite ones. It, yeah. I, it, to me, it's like, you know, the, it's top heavy. The middle one has a couple good ones. And then like the end is where some good stuff is happening. Yeah. Then yeah, the next one you had was beyond which follows a teenage girl, Yoko, who is uh, looking for her cat, Yuki. And while uh, asking around the neighborhood, she, uh, which is somewhere in Mega City, if nobody knows what the city is that the Matrix is in, that is the name. It is not New York City. It's it's just Mega City. And not no. Mega City one, just Mega City. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that's that's, ju- that's a Judge Dredd one. Which which would be awesome if Judge Dredd popped in there. <laughs> Can you imagine like it's like this is the original Mega City, but like hey, we know we're not we have some issues in Mega City one. Oh, across town, dude, that'd be free. That's crossover right there. Some Dread and Neo action. I'm ready. So uh, as she's looking around for her cat, she runs to a group of young boys, and one of them tells her that they saw Yukio in a nearby haunted house where they uh, usually play. And she goes in there, and she's you know seeing like it's revealing that there's glitches in the Matrix, and she's stumbling around. It's one. It's I guess you could call this one more of the horror story of the anthology, and the things that she sees, and it kind of gives that hint that what we see in the second and third one about that there were other versions of the Matrix. And in some of these versions, ghosts were real. Yeah. Werewolves were real. You know, vampires were real. Yeah, because I remember the architect. Who, was it the architect that said it or was it the um, – No, uh, uh, no, I don't think it I, – I think it was a few people gave hints of it. I think it's the key master or the key maker. Yeah, the, the, the key yeah, – the And key master, um, like what's the, pro, the programmer, the French programmer? I think he kind of hinted at, at it. Yeah, he's like, this is not the only version of the Matrix or something. There's other ones out there. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, there was different different things. I, I know the, um, what what would you call him? I'm sorry, just to a blank on what you call the, the main guy. Oh, uh, the architect. Yeah, the architect. I think he put all the pieces together. Like mm-hmm. he explained that yes, there was this one, and then there was this one, and you didn't like this one. Even Agent Smith made a comment in the first movie about you know, you know I, they, we tried one Matrix and it it, it failed miserably because. You, you people didn't like it being perfect. You needed things to be messed up for your mind yeah. to process it. But he never went further and said, Oh, well, then we tried it six times or seven times or, you know, how many times it was. Um, but I think, you know, it, but there was that hint was dropped with Agent Smith in the first movie. Uh, what we got next? Uh, next one, a uh, detective story set in, uh, Dionysus future. Private little, detective. Little, little, little noir going on there. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like the noir adolescence and the the black and white, like the the, uh, the the cop and all that stuff, figuring stuff out, and the hacker who happens to be Trinity. <laughs> yeah, but you ha- you have like this kind of this, this detective story. You have Ash, you know, kind of a Sam Spade kind of character, and of course, yeah, the runs into Trinity on, along the way. Um, and eventually, it falls into a sort of this. Of course, it's this is referred to through all the movies. This the 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 Lewis Carroll Allison. Wonderland, you know, there's a, there's this story kind of follows that that path in a way that uh, you know sets up the facts and and, and follows a, a bit of a trail for that. And that was a, that's always been one of the cool cool parts about that. There was always this 
little breadcrumbs of Alice in Wonderland in there. And if you watch the new trailer, it's it's right in front of your face. <laughs> it's well, it was right, right in front, front of your face in the first one. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it it's that's what I'm saying. It's like seeing some of the things in the trailer. I see it's like it's very. They, they take a lot of the same rhythms, but again, I can't complain about that because we just got through watching Ghostbusters, you know, Afterlife, and it followed a lot of the the first half of the movie was like a mini movie of the first one, and then it broke, you know, broke away. It's kind of like I just finished watching Masters of the Universe Revelations, and like everybody bitched about part one being, oh, it's it's horrible, it's just this female power, but when you actually watch the whole story. It just it pays homage to Masters of the Universe, and that's like, what I, that's oh, what we kept saying. I think you and I talked about it on our main yeah. show. You know, it was like this is part one. Yeah. There's not there, there's more. You got let's get all the parts put together. Then you go bitch all you want if it sucks, but you're seeing like you know you're seeing the first act of a movie or of a play, and you walk mm-hmm. out. Where are you going to say the play sucked? No, you're going to wait to see the you know the rest. And of course, at the end of that, at the end of a uh, number uh, part two, there's a hint for a part three. I'm pretty sure they're going to do a part three. I hope they do. Well, when you think what they did with Transformers, how they had it in three parts, I wouldn't see. Oh, I, my God. They have to make the other Transformers. Yeah, and, and again, same thing goes for Transformers. I mean, you think back when we first saw, when, you know, a lot of people saw the first one. What the hell is this? Second one came out. What? The, mm. And then your reaction after the second one was, oh, what the fuck? Going to Beasts? But when you actually saw I, how they yeah. how they molded and did what they did, you're like, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, because they, they blended it in perfectly because I hate Beast Wars by themselves. Didn't make any sense to me. The way they made the Beast Wars with this Netflix Transformers series, I was like, okay. But you got to realize you get your uh, your impatience with the, and I'm not, I'm the same way. I, I'll repeat it again. I didn't want get into it because of the animation, but the story they told is no different than the story they told in this in the Transformers we just watched. I know. It's, I gotta get. You past just got to get past that animation, and, and I did. I sat down. And I forced myself. I was like, I'm just gonna go for story. Let's see what the story is because it's got to be a good enough story for to have this this big of a fan base. The story was so good. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was the same story for the OG. In a, in a way, they it's a muted version of that, you know. Because they in the way they said it in this newer one, I was oh man, they they're I don't want to give it away, but they there's stuff that apparently happened with the OG guys and and the Beast Wars and yeah. Well, if you ever watch the animated the, the Beast Wars in the episode, they go to the cave and find the Autobots like out of service in the Beast Wars. They actually find the Ark in, in, the, in the original Beast Wars series. Oh, really? They find the Ark, and they find Optimus Prime, Megatron. They find everybody laid out, passed out from the crash. And they like they, you know, they try to do something about it. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, what, what you saw in the, in the, you know, the uh, Netflix one, not that far off. Hmm. But it did change the timelines a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's all, yeah. But uh, I'll have to, maybe I'll have to check that series out, give it another chance. I'm telling you. Give it a shot. You just gotta get just just like I said. I I had to bite my tongue and just ugh, okay. Let me watch this crappy animation. That's gonna be hard. I'll try. But at the same time, this is when the the animation was changing. It, that was our that was our first anti. I don't want anything to change moment in our lives because we were used to real animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, by that point, we really hadn't had computer graphics. You know, and that's that was our first example of it, and we're like, Ugh. but then again, now that you say that, that 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 you said it so well, that's like a prelude to what we got today. Like we yeah. if we don't have that series, we don't get Toy Story. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll have to give it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you can find them all on. Um, oh, is it uh, Tubi? I think they're all on. All the Transformers are on Tubi. I have a site. I, I already. <clears throat> <laughs> trying to trying to show trying to show people the legal way 
Kane, but anybody that's singular, listening, I'm not talking to you. No I'm talking to people that are listening. I if anybody, no <laughs> my way is quite legal. No, no, what you're talking about. Moving on. What maybe we maybe we'll have to do a maybe we'll have to do a a, a watch along. Get you to watch along to all the episodes. We'll we'll do a, we'll do a podcast. Do a podcast. Kane's introduction to the into B Sports. That could be fun. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the last one we have is mate. Oh my God, this one's a weird one. Mate, matrix calculated. Yeah, matrix Yeah, matrix calculated. Yeah, and basically the film deals with a group of above ground human rebels who lure hostile machines uh, into their laboratory, and they just like it's just like full on, um, you know, Doctor Frankenstein. Uh, it's it's pretty good. That one's a, I, that one I dug the anime on that one because it was a little bit rougher. Very uh, reminded me very much of uh, Eon Flux. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, very, very, uh, very much the style of Young Flux. I don't know who the animators were on this one, but it definitely had that style. And at that point, you know, I think we we already Young Flux had been off the air for a few years, so it was kind of made me reminiscent. It kind of reminded me of a uh, a DC character they wrote in the comics. Well, duh. Uh, do you remember Mister Nobody? The way they drew him in the comics, he was yeah. kind of like that's what it kind of reminded me. Of. Like, oh, it looked a little, a little like Mister Nobody. I'm like, okay. But um, Mr. Nobody was on Doom Patrol Season 1. Check that out. And but so basically the, the film ends with, at the end of the story, the, the, of, with the converted runner standing outside looking out over the sea uh, of a, a sea of a replica of the ocean shot of, you know, a shot of that. So that's how it how it ended. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys are really interested in seeing more of a backstory to The Matrix, I, we can't really delve too much into it because it's each one is so thick. It's, they're so, they're so, so different. They're, they're just so, but some of them tie in. I, actually, they all kind of tie in in their own way. I would it, say yeah. that's probably the best way because some of them really tie in if you're looking deep enough. Some of them don't, but they still tie in because they're in the other part of a matrix. I guess if that makes any sense to you guys, but uh, it's they're all pretty good. You're gonna have your favorites. I have my favorite. I love the kid. That's still one of my favorites. Uh, the fight of the Osiris. Uh, what was the beginning of that? Um, the second Renaissance part one and two, that's my favorite because I love how they go deep into the history of the Matrix and like what happened. Like, oh, it happened this way. I'm like, oh, because I, I love origin stories. I'm a sucker for origin stories. Give it to me all day. But Yeah, yeah. The second Ren- Renaissance was one of my, probably my, one of my favorites. And for me, the other one would have been Flight of the Final Flight of Osiris because I just, again, because when we see them and hear about them in the, in the movies, we don't hear much about. It's just, you know, they're kind of just, we, we hear that something happened to them. This gives you a connection of to what happened to them. Yeah. Good way to connect and a good way to begin uh, Matrix Month, Mike, there. Well, no, this is our second episode. We've already done Matrix. Okay, we haven't done Matrix. Yes, we have done Matrix. By the way, it was a great movie. All right, guys. <laughs> Make sure you guys do check us out on Heroes Asylum Facebook and our, our just Heroes Asylum and our Facebook page, but check us out on Heroes Asylum. Uh, we are getting ready to be dropping by the time this is out. Friday, we will be at the Kaiser University here in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, sorry, on uh, 436 and uh, 417. So if anybody is interested, Friday and Saturday, December 10th and 11th, we will be there hanging out. So come by and check us out and uh, see us there. So, yeah, it'll be just a few days after this drops. And we'll be dropping some new material that week, too, which um, should be readily available by then, I hope. And uh, Is the first one already out? The first one is out. Yes, it should be out by now. First, and, first uh, couple should be out by now. Actually, the first, yeah, actually, yes, yeah, so actually, the first three should be out by now. 
I'm, I'm all lost for time. Baptism of Thrones, check it out, Labor of Love, between my friend Melissa and myself. We walk down that Game of Thrones path for the first time. We do have a uh, unruly guest who comes in from time to time to yeah. whine and complain about stuff, but uh, you'll check him out. He's a very knowledgeable sometimes when he's not intoxicated, but we love him still. I so wasn't intoxicated all the time. I was just pissy. Yeah, you're very pissy. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, make sure you guys do check us out there. And uh, Kane, what else you got? Check us out on Twitter, revamp soon at the Heroes Asylum underscore podcast and Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. Check out Midnight Movies. And from Mike to me to you to everybody else, get to the asylum. We'll see you later.